Hello, adventurers. You have found Homebrew Heels, a Nat One Life podcast. I am one of your hosts, hostesses, Amanda. <laughs> My sister Sarah and I will be talking you through some of the Nat Ones we've rolled in the medical health areas of our life. We are not medical professionals by any means, although I personally have watched quite a bit of Grey's Anatomy. We will be sharing our experiences, how we're advocating for our health, what the experience is like in all its details, good and the gross, the cost of the adventure, and most importantly, how we are working to stay happy and motivated through it all. Did you know that some say, or at least this Thomas Decker guy said, sleep is the golden chain that ties health and our bodies together. See, that's interesting because I don't know if this is going to be real bad, but towards the end of this conversation, you'll hopefully understand, but I did not consider sleep as something that important to your health at the top of my mind. But when I think about it, I know it is. Oh, really? Like even just prior to this conversation, you didn't even put sleep up there? Or is it something that's changed recently for you? It's more of like when people start talking about health, Mm -hmm. my mind does not go to sleep. You're like food, exercise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Water. Water. <laughs> like, exactly. That's where my mind goes. But knowing, like, but when somebody puts it like that, I'm like, yeah, mm. sleep's important. So I have a question for you then, because that leads me to believe that you've probably never had problems sleeping on a regular basis. And e- I could be wrong. Yes and no. I'm the type of person where it is hard for me to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. But once I fall asleep, then I'm good. And why is it hard to fall asleep? My mind will not stop. Okay. So you have like the the ongoing list. Oh, I didn't do this, this, this. Tomorrow I need to remember X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's common, right? At least based on my research about sleep. Now... I will be okay first of all for our listeners this is just ironic but Sarah and I are also operating on very limited amounts of sleep this morning we made bad choices um last night we played D&D which lasted a little bit longer than normal but had I gone right to bed I would have been to bed around the normal time I go to bed on a Friday night right I would have been I would have been only like an hour and a half past not too bad Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so now we're operating on all of, you know, four hours ish. Yeah, so it's pretty good choices were not <laughs> chosen. Yeah, they were not made. So it's just ironic that we're doing that. But um, so you go down the common list, you know, of things. I've done research on sleep because I have had sleep problems, as you are well aware of, mm-hmm. um, to the point where I read books on sleep on a regular basis. <laughs> I read this book called The Sleep Revolution by Ariana Huffington. It is amazing because it goes through, um, I'll post about it in my blog post related to this um, episode because 
it talks about the hormones, the it's it sleep is necessary. <laughs> yeah. It definitely it, is. Yeah. Um, but it actually allows us to be better problem solvers, to learn better, to manage our emotional and mental health better, which is why we wanted to talk about it here. So go ahead and describe your sleep patterns. You said you struggle with sleep. For me, like I was mentioning, I just have the running list or the (laughs) replaying of events earlier that day. Um, But what about you? Which that's interesting to me for you because Mm -hmm. that sounds like anxiety to me, which I know you haven't been formally diagnosed with yet. But that's anxiety. Like, in my mind, that's anxiety because it's one of the ways that it manifests. So there's a couple of different things going on with me. Um, As you guys know, I've shared I have anxiety and depression. um, And I also have IBS. And if you're not listening to our um, Homebrew Heels Loop the Booty podcast, you should go check it out if you want to listen to us talk about poop. Um, But I have IBS and I have SIBO. Um, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And so I have a lot of things that are impacting my physical body and my mental body, and they impact my ability to sleep. So my anxiety definitely doesn't make it easy to fall asleep. Um, And then my IBS, anxiety, and SIBO issues all work together so that I can't stay asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that I struggle with is I have chronic pain in my back. Um, in various parts of my back, my lower and mid back are the worst and then up in my shoulders. And so if I'm having a really bad pain day, I will be just constantly waking up. And it will come to like a peak. And you've you've experienced with me with this a couple of times, where I haven't slept in so many days that I'm like fucking delirious. Right? Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know. I'm crying at the drop of a hat. I don't know what's going on. Everything's hilarious. Like, I would trip over my words and then laugh hysterically for, like, 30 seconds because I can't. Because my brain is so gone that I can't even come up with a word. And when I learned this a while ago, but during studies for sleep and whatnot, Mm -hmm. Did you read up on how, like, for those people who don't get sleep or, like, if you go multiple days without sleep, your brain does start to, like, go crazy? I found something specifically about this guy. It's, like, the guy that has the prize for staying awake Mm -hmm. the longest. And he was, like, a, a teenager when he did this. And now he's, like in the seventies or eighties or something like that. Oh, okay. And he talks about how he stopped sleeping for 11 nights in a row and they were able to study him. He was 17 years old. Um, his name was Shankar. I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this anyway. Um, the, the guy that wrote this is Shankar, Vedantam, and then the person that actually stayed up, his name is Randy Gardner, okay? And so there's a there's an interview between the two of them, and they were really trying to understand, like, the science behind what was happening. And so okay. he, he mentioned he had to have friends with him, because if you're alone, 
you're going to fall asleep. Oh, okay. And so okay. he's like, I had to have friends with me to help me stay awake. And so he's like, so then you go through first couple of um, days and it's, it's totally fine. But then that third day he started getting nauseous. Yeah. He um, would then start eating citrus fruit because he found that the citrus fruit would help with the nausea. Okay. Um, he said he could stop, like, he, all of a sudden he couldn't remember stuff. He thought it, it felt like he had Alzheimer's or dementia brought on by the lack of sleep because it was like, like, even his name would be funny to him. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. He broke the world record. He, you know, whatever, lasted for 11 days. He slept for 14 hours. But when he woke up, he was, like, so groggy. Yeah. But then he was able to go right back to normal, like within a day. Oh, and, nice. And okay. I've done reading about how, you know, you can't get caught up on sleep. That's not right. how our bodies work. You can't well, be like, dude. oh, I haven't slept in so long. If you sleep too much, it will hurt you. Yeah, too much sleep is bad for you as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember growing up, dad used to say that to me all the time because he did not like how I would stay up late because I was younger. I was a teenager and stay up late. And then um, he was like, you're just you're losing time. You're losing time and you're losing sleep. And it's like, I mean, I'm going to sleep eventually. Like I am going to sleep, but it's just maybe not the amount of time I should have been sleeping by far. And and it's interesting because he actually talks about that. The little amounts of sleep um, that we are taking away from ourselves um, because of this experiment that he did. And he's like, even just taking that small amount, if even if you're just like, I didn't sleep enough for like 30 minutes, I needed 30 more minutes for my body to really be not that we would know that, but I needed a little bit more sleep for my body really to be good. And he's like, you need to really look through the health consequences of not giving yourself that time. And he had an interesting story. He said, I think, and I'm just quoting this from the interview, they bring on together four celebrity panelists and he was on here. Nice. So he says, you know, one of the best examples of this, of, the largest sleep experiments that we've ever done was performed. It's performed on 1.6 billion people and it happens twice a year and it continues to happen twice a year. And it's called daylight savings time. I was about to say, yes. And in the spring, when we lose an hour of sleep, this is what's insane. Okay. This is, this just fucking blew me away by the way, when I was researching this, we see a subsequent 24% increase in heart attacks. Oh, in the fall, when we gain an hour of sleep, there's a 21% decrease in heart attacks. Really? Mm-hmm. And we're the only country that does daylight savings anymore, right? Yeah. And it was all started because of, like, the farmers. Like, I don't know. It's fucking right. Stupid. Anyway. Right. Yeah. I, there was, supposedly, I'm doing air quotes, uh, a reason behind daylight savings, but it's not applicable to us anymore. We're just doing it out of tradition. Mm-hmm. I have to say for you made a comment earlier about, Oh, if I could just have 30 more minutes, mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I have paid attention to my mental state and my health when it comes to sleeping, just out of personal curiosity. 
And it hasn't happened for a while, unfortunately, because of um, life, I guess you could sum it up to be. Um, And me not, it's all on me. Let's just be honest. Yeah. You know, but when I have free range of my sleep, meaning my schedule is freed up, I have no obligations I have to worry about. I don't have an alarm, nothing Mm -hmm. like that. My body gets eight hours of sleep and I will wake up and I will feel good to go. Like, I naturally wake up on the eight-hour mark, and I am feeling at my best. Mm-hmm. But that Interesting. doesn't happen. And does that, <laughs> does that no matter when you go to sleep? So, like, if you go to sleep at one in the morning, you'll sleep till nine. Or if you go to sleep at midnight, you'll sleep till eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that. I am very much a... Like... I'll go to sleep to sleep by 10:30 or 11 and I'm usually up by 6 naturally. Yeah. And it's not enough sleep. But again, and I don't know if it's naturally or if it's like my body's waking me up because of my anxiety. We all have different they're called like circadian rhythms, you know, so how our bodies work within a 24-hour period and like flowers opening and closing, that's their circadian yeah. rhythm. All of those things. And so people have them with their mental and physical processes throughout their body. So like when we digest our food and timing your meals and regulating hormones and all of those things are connected to like our master internal clock. Mm -hmm. Um, But everybody's different. And our internal clocks can change as well, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and so the way our bodies are supposed to work is that daylight is supposed to naturally wake us up and then darkness naturally is supposed to um, initiate the production of melatonin in our body mm-hmm. and helps us to go to sleep. And so like, that's the the day night cycle. And so knowing that and doing the studies that I've done, I actually switched up from using my cell phone as my alarm clock to having um, it's called a hatch alarm now. And it's a sunrise alarm. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it gradually lightens my room. I can choose what I want my sunrise to look like over a set period of time. And I, you can choose the amount of time. So I chose 30 minutes, basically from 30, from zero to 30 minutes, I want the sun to rise in my room and I pick the color scheme and all of that. And then at the top of the 30 minutes, there's, um, sounds that you can choose. So I have like Tunisian bells or singing bowls or something like that, that will then start to play quietly. And what I found is I'm usually awake before the bowls. I get like the sunrise wakes me up. I naturally wake up to the sunrise and it's not jarring um, because a lot of us have alarm clocks. And so we're just like, my gosh, if you want to instantly piss me off, you will just play that sound that I cannot handle that alarm sound. My alarm mm-hmm. has like, I refuse to use that sound. Yeah. the yeah. yeah. I always did like the, Oh, it's morning chirps or, you know, whatever. right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. A little less disruptive. So I have found that that's definitely be, been helping me um, wake up more gently 
but the falling to sleep part is definitely hard. What, um, so that's on your phone? Um, I actually have an alarm clock. It's called the hatch alarm clock. Okay. Okay. It's a separate, it's not on my phone because it has like a whole light. Lights up your whole room. And then it has a, um, and this is what I've been doing to help me fall asleep, but it has a, um, you can set up routines. There's an app in your phone. It's all Bluetooth and you can set up routines. And so I have a, a nighttime routine and I tap it once and it does a reading light for a certain amount of minutes for me. I program in. I think I said it, have it set for 20 minutes. So I read. And this is because Paul and I were falling asleep to TV. And that's really bad for your sleep um, yeah. because of the blue light. And, and I it do it stimulates, too. Yeah. Looking at your cell phone is terrible because he would do that. I would read and he'd just be staring at his phone. I'm like, do you know that that helped? That makes it harder for you to fall asleep. Yeah. So unintentionally, he started using this sleep lamp with me because obviously we share a room. So I turn That's it on. Be my next question. Yes. So it's by my side of the bed. The light does not wake him. It doesn't bother him because he faces the other direction. Okay. Um, But... It does help him fall asleep. And because what we do is I'll turn it on and it has like four stages. Um, you can set up as many stages. Mine has four. The first stage is the, the reading lamp. And then the second stage is a sleep meditation. And he was on his phone. We're, we're in bed. I'm doing my thing. I read. And then the sleep meditation comes on. And the next day he was laugh- laughing so hard because he goes, I only made it until she's like, now relax your knees and relax your, you know, and he's like, and then I was out and I'm like, see, so now he doesn't even use his phone. Like he'll just put it down and we'll listen to the sleep meditation. And there's like a whole bunch of different ones you can choose from. There's sleep stories. If you'd rather have a story. Um, And then after that, it goes on to rain sounds, which is what I picked out as the sound I want to sleep to. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a whole process. It's like a little routine. And yeah. it gets you into that sleep mode. And so I just press it and it, it my phone reminds me, hey, you might want to go start your routine in the next, you know, 10 minutes. And then I, in order to get enough sleep for when I have my sunrise set to complete. See, and it's interesting that you bring this up because I actually totally forgot um, about this until you mentioned it. But when I was in high school, I was part of the marching band. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am that kind of person. And our one of our band teachers, we he unfortunately left uh, after my second year. But he, like, not only was he an amazing teacher of music, of life, but he also, like, when we went on our trips and we were sleeping in gyms, he knew that it was it would be hard for all the high schoolers to fall asleep, mm-hmm. either because of anxiety, because of um, excitement, just we're in a random gym sleeping in sleeping bags, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he would turn out the lights and he would make sure everybody wasn't speaking. Everybody was in their sleeping bags. There was no movement. Nobody was getting up to go to the bathroom anymore. And then he would just start he would just start talking about 
now close your eyes. Mm. Imagine that you're lying on sand. Your mm, fingertips mm-hmm, mm-hmm. start to dip below the sand. You start sinking. But it was, it wasn't necessarily like scary because as I say that, I understand that might be. I'm sinking into the sand. <laughs> it's quicksand. Quicksand. Right. No, it was very. Where are the ROUSF decoders <laughs> of unusual size? <laughs> right. It was very calming. And yeah, that actually worked on me. I, even during high school, I had issues falling asleep, but during those nights, it was amazing. Isn't it funny how we don't put stuff together? Like, I know. You could probably find a free sleep meditation app on your phone and listen to it every night. And then you're like, now I fall asleep in two minutes. Right. And I'm done. Well, and it, it really, we have talked about mindset on this channel a little bit, but also mindfulness and being in the moment. And for me, that's what those sleep meditations do. They help get me out of the head and they get you to focus on like, relax your neck. Oh shit. My neck. Like that's, it's so funny. Cause when I do it every single time, I'm surprised. She's like, now relax your face. I'm like my face is relaxed. Oh, literally <laughs> every single muscle in my face was tensed up. Yeah. Or she gets to, like, my butt and, like, my thighs, and it's like, holy shit, do I really, am I really that tense all day? Yeah. And I am. I'm really that tense. And so it really makes you aware of what's happening in your body, and by focusing on that, it doesn't allow you to think about anything else, and then you're sitting still, and apparently it is impossible not to fall asleep if your body is completely still for 15 minutes. Did you know that? Say that again? If your body is completely still for 15 minutes, you will fall asleep. It's like a like a hard reset button. But you have oh. to think about it. We but blink. completely still. We move. We, oh, yeah. I have an itch. Oh, my anxiety won't allow me to stay still for that long. You know, whatever the case yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but yes, if you sit still for 15 minutes, you will fall asleep your body will fall asleep. Um, It's just that we can't do it. And that's why I have restless leg because of my back issues and people with restless leg have such a hard time sleeping is because you're constantly moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Body can't get to that state of relaxation. So yeah, sleep is important. (laughs) So let's talk about some ways that we can fall asleep better. How can we improve our sleep habits? So for me personally, I'm just thinking about what I know for myself. I have obviously a list of things where what I'm doing now, I'll give you the before and then what should be the after. So what I'm doing currently is I I do self-medicate. I do at nighttime uh, either smoke or eat marijuana. And then that I could, I can feel it shutting my brain down and it's pushing the anxiety away, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. And then um, around 10 or 11 at night, I'll start to head to bed. I have like a, you know, your routine. And part of that is deciding on a movie or TV show that I have already seen. Mm-hmm. So that way it is just background noise. And yep. then um, and then I turn out all the lights, but my phone is still propped up. So the phone light is still shining. And then I 
fall asleep. Interesting. And it only takes me probably like a minute or two to fall asleep with that specific routine. Mm. And then I get six hours of sleep, most likely. Usually I get six hours. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I average about five to six um, on a good night. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm pushing. I want to get to like seven. I feel like if I got seven hours of sleep, it would greatly improve my mental acuity, my just my whole mental state, and then also my physical well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I feel like I'm getting closer with drinking more water, exercising regularly, and not eating that the as much of the bad stuff, especially soda. Um because I would wake up like I have to shit. Oh and, yes, I've and done that so before. It's like I'm awake. I have to go have diarrhea. Yep. That is a terrible way to wake up, and I it never is. go back to sleep after that because I'm like so the the adrenaline is just rushing through my body to make it to the bathroom. And you, that's like almost a normal thing for you too in the past, yes. right? Yeah. Um, up until recently, yes, just because I'm doing my reset, it, it's a day. It, that's how I woke up every day. Oh my God. And I, I have woken up like that in the past and that is a horrible because for me personally, when I wake up in the morning, I don't even get out of the bed right away. Like mm-hmm. I sit, I relax, I do the bad thing. I check my phone. I am mm-hmm. not supposed to do that in the morning either, but I do. And, and then I'll head to the bathroom thereafter. Mm-hmm. but not yeah. immediately yeah no it's like that's why I woke up yeah was because I have to poop and I will go to the bathroom and like that's how I start my day um and so now not doing that has been really nice I have been doing more of the I'd wake up gently to my sunrise alarm because none of the sounds have been made yet I know that I actually still have more time and so mm, yeah. it's kind of nice. And then I can just lay in my bed while it's gradually getting lighter and lighter because of the alarm clock. And so that's been really nice. And then I, um, you know, snuggle with Paul. Sometimes we'll talk if he's getting up. But usually you just get up and, you know, get dressed and make my coffee and like go. It's a gentler way to yeah. start my day than like I have to take a shit and then like, you know, start down that path. And that usually puts me in a bad mood when I start that way. Yeah. As we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast, we ironically did not get enough sleep last night. So for me, I think I only got four hours of sleep mm-hmm. last night. And I this morning pretty much just jumped out of bed a couple of times. I, it wasn't even like straight sleep. It was interrupted sleep, too. Yeah, that's the worst is like, how many hours do you get? Probably about four, but it was broken. So, right. So really, I didn't hit that deep sleep. Yeah. Um. So I, I think the best advice for everybody out there is if you're struggling with sleep, the best thing you can do is find a routine, make a routine and try to get yourself to stick to it. Do some trial and error. If you're like, oh, I'm going to read for 20 minutes and you're never reading, maybe reading for bed before bed is not for you. Like, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Like, find something that's going to work. But I cannot stress enough how beneficial the sleep meditations have been for me and my husband. Because 
it was an accidental find for him. And now nice. he fucking loves it. Cause I was like, Oh, last night, even I said, I'm going to start my, my lamp up, you know, I'm going to go through the meditation. Do you want me to turn her off? Cause you can skip past it. Okay. So sure. there's all these things you can do. He's like, no, no, I like, I like her. I usually fall asleep by the time she gets talking about our knees, which is like 30 seconds in. So that nice. means it's allowing him to fall asleep very quickly. And normally he scrolls on his phone for like 30 to 45 minutes. And so yeah. he's getting 30 to 45 minutes of additional sleep nice. every night because of listening to this lady talk about how to relax your body. <laughs> um, but starting routine, I think would be amazing and including some type of sleep meditation routine in there um, would be extremely beneficial. And for those I am recalling uh, now, if you have Disney plus, mm-hmm. if you look up a, a short series of theirs called Zenimation, it's there are Disney movies, but only the background noise or only mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the animals and the waterfalls and it's that like so weird oh man it's amazing it's very beautiful and I've fallen asleep to that a couple of times as well because it is so soothing and relaxing um the other thing I would say is make sure you know if you are in pain make sure you have the right stuff do you have a good mattress a good pillow all mm. of that stuff. I know those are expensive items. Like pillows are really expensive too. Yeah. Obviously mattresses are, but a good pillow is pretty costly. Um, but it's definitely one of those things that can improve your sleep. And as I get older and older and my body starts deteriorating more and more, um, I put more value into those things that bring me comfort. Um, but putting away the electronic devices, I think is the biggest thing we can do. Cutting down yeah. on that blue light exposure. Yeah. So you have your going to bed routine already put into place and whatnot. And you would say that it seems to be working fairly well. Um, I would say that it is going really well, considering that I used to take um, medication to help me fall asleep and stay asleep. I took Ambien um, for a while. I've taken... Um, Uh, different like uh, muscle relaxers and things like that because my body is locked up that obviously then make you fall asleep and or help you to relax and fall asleep. But I have never been able to fall asleep like I do with this alarm clock and wake up as gentle. I think I'm going to see if I can find any an app on my phone Mm -hmm. and see if there's anything similar on there because I would love to try and see if there's any difference if I am just waking up with a gradual increase of light mm-hmm. and potentially um, some, you know, nice wind chimes or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, I would say do like a sunrise alarm search for an app. I bet you there's an app out there. Um, yeah, so I, I'm pretty impressed. I sent you the link to for the hatch one it is pricey i'll let people know this alarm clock is 130 dollars. it's like a little thing that sets up it has bluetooth it connects to your wi-fi um it has all of these different options of things that you can choose from different you know uh sunrise colors depending on where in the world you want to be you know different sounds different meditations sleep stories like all of these different things 
Um, it is very cool. I uh, just, I honestly got influenced on Instagram. That's how I came across it. But it, it's totally worth it, in my opinion, because it's completely changing nice. my sleep. <laughs> so, That's yeah. awesome. Very Not cool. sponsored. Unless <laughs> they really want to reach out to us, because, you know, I'd be down for that. Well, I have to say, sleep is something that is so important that I think we should do another episode on it, too, in the future. Would you be interested in reading that Sleep Revolution book with me again? Sure. And then maybe we can talk about that, because that book is, it will it will open your eyes about yeah. the impact that sleep has on our hormones, and we can do more of a scientific uh, discussion on that. And I would like that because I do know that there are some pretty heavy impacts to the brain. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, and then just to kind of close us off with a funny sleep quote, Ernest Hemingway said, I love sleep. My life has a tendency to fall apart when I'm awake, you know. <laughs> well. Word. <laughs> Word to your mother, <laughs> Ernest. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Pursuing Your Patronus and that it made you think a little bit about mental health and pursuing your own happiness and finding your ultimate Patronus. Make sure to stick with us here and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all those social media sites. And if you're enjoying your Pursuing Your Patronus podcast with us, you may also want to think about checking out our Loot the Booty series and also where we nerd out on YouTube. Expecto Patronum! Through this night.